0: Hi, Keron Gambule here. Welcome to the Word Anchor Podcast, where we aim to search, find, share, and apply scriptures to life's issues. We will find victory and succeed in life if we are anchored in the Word of God. Please do enjoy this episode. Shalom. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Our episode is titled Blessing and Prosperity. We all want money, beloved. We all want to prosper. We all want to be rich. At least we want to be able to achieve, prosper, and be able to meet our needs. We at least don't want to be poor. Most people, if not all of us, we really don't want to be poor. There are circumstances that may cause certain people to be poor. Some may live and die poor, but deep down we all want at least to afford, make money, and some want to be filthy rich. Now the God that we save does not say to us we must be poor so that we would be seen as good children of God. The old gospel used to be preached in a sense that made prosperity to look like sin, and made poor people, pious people, to look like they were saints simply because they were poor. We have misused the narrative of Lazarus, the poor man who lived and died poor, who was eating whatever was left in the master's table. And because the man that was rich is said to be in hell, and Lazarus went to be in heaven, it made people to think that the best way of living as a Christian is to be a poor person and remain poor and that is contrary to the word of God really because you have rich people that are believers God-loving God-fearing people serving the Lord rich as they are but if we go back to the beginnings that is where we're going to understand the heart of God towards us in as far as the blessing and prosperity the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 it's is a record of the first weight that the Lord our God spoke to the first man and the first woman that he had created. And he said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Now we understand that men must be fruitful. If there's two of you, you must multiply. If there's two of whatever you've got, you must multiply it. If you have 10 bucks, you must multiply it. That is the blessing from God to the man that he created. And that blessing flows to us. We cannot say we have the sin of Adam and Eve and not receive the blessing of the first man and the first woman because right from that beginning, man has been recreating, man has been expanding, man has been multiplying, not just in recreation, not just in having children and multiplying in that sense. Now, the gospel that is preached today... It has been mad with the ideas and the doctrines or the theology or whatever teachings that elevated money and prosperity to the point that servants of God started misusing people, started manipulating people. They started making it look like for a person to be blessed, they had to give money to the pastor or to the church. And they pushed that narrative to the point that people... Would sell whatever they've got so that they can be able to get a blessing, so that they can be able to plant a seed. You'll hear, um, televangelists saying, "Plant a seed now, and you'll get your, you'll prosper, or you'll get your breakthrough within a certain uh, period." You know, they'll say. If you plant a seed now or within the next 10 minutes, um, I saw one that said uh, people must plant a certain seed, and he gave a specific number. He said 10 people. He said, I saw 10 people planting a seed of so much, and more than 10 people came. He didn't stop them. He didn't say, I only saw 10 people. The other must just go back and sit. No, he accepted more than the 10 people, whereas in whatever vision that he saw, he said he saw 10 people. And... People ran. I saw another one where the man of God called for a specific offering, very high amount that he wanted, and nobody came. He kept on it. He kept on it. He exhorted the people. He nobody came. Not a single person. He had to reduce that amount to a point that it was acceptable to people. So. You find that people would go for credit cards, take loans so that they can be able to give the offering that is demanded simply because they want some form of breakthroughs. But God said to Adam and Eve, increase and multiply. This is my blessing to you. He didn't say to Adam, give me something first. Give an offering to me before I can bless you for you to prosper. He said, I'm putting you on this earth and this garden and I'm expecting you to prosper in it increase and multiply. Some people have taken this whole idea and said it's prosperity gospel. Some will sit and wait for that prosperity to come find them. You give money and you sit and wait for multiplication of that money to come back to you without you doing a single thing. Some will call it miracle money you sitting, doing nothing, expecting miracle money to come into your bank account. Of course, we know that uh, by faith, a lot of servants of God have served God and they have received money that they did not expect. But they didn't have to swindle anybody. They did not have to manipulate anyone. If they called for an offering, that offering will be offered in the church in the time, and that's it. If they have a need outside of the church offering... They prayed to God, and God will send someone. I know the story of John G. Lake who came to South Africa. When he was boarding the ship there back home, didn't have enough money for the trip, and a ship goes for days on end on the sea. But as they were about to board, a person came and gave him money, which was sufficient for their upkeep. When he, they came to South Africa, and they came out of the ship, they found a woman who drove from Pretoria, I think, and went down to the harbour and went there looking for John Chilig, a man he did not know. That is the hand of God working there where the servant of God did not manipulate anybody. He did not call for an offering and say, if you give me, this is what is going to happen. God blesses his own people. He blessed Adam before Adam could do any single offering to God. Now, people then become lazy. People want to sit and wait for a miracle money. They've done nothing. They've preached to nobody. They have done absolutely nothing. They just want to stand there, raise their hands up, pray for me. I want miracle money. People will manipulate you, child of God, if you don't sit down and read the scriptures. When God made Adam and Eve and put them in the garden, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden. Of Eden to tend and keep it he provided the garden he provided the trees the fruits the vegetables and everything else but then in the verses prior to verse 15 he said the Bible says God did not bring the rain before the men to till the land was ready to take on that responsibility so it says because it had not it had not rained because there was no man to till the land It did not rain. God did not cause the rain to come because there was no man to till the land. Because once the rain comes, then there will be a speedy growth. And somebody has to cut and prune the trees so that they get able to yield a proper um, harvest. Now, God waited until there was a man that would till the land. He did not say, I'm giving you this garden. It's going to have fruit and you're just going to continuously take fruit from the tree and eat take vegetables from the garden and eat and do nothing God did not create a human being to sit idle waiting for someone to put in miracle money in their bank account God will come through for you with a miracle but you're not going to live on daily miracles life itself is a miracle praise God but you're not going to live daily on miracles God wants us to do as he does Jesus Christ said my father is always working so I must also work But then we then go to the prosperity gospel and we say, I'm going to sit here and wait for somebody to come and bless me with miracle money. Doing nothing, doing no service, nothing. We have preached a gospel that has made lazy Christians. People that want, pray for me, pray for me for this. They don't want to pray for themselves. They want to be prayed for. They don't want to work. They want somebody to give them. Our country, South Africa, is a harbor for Pastors that come from different countries because they know how our people are so gullible. Our own people are so gullible. They look at someone, do miracles here and there. Someone falls down and that person gets up and say, I'm giving you envelopes. All of you, I want 10000 Put it in there. They don't even know how much 10000 is compared to the value of their currencies back home. They will come and say I want 10000 and that 10000 here, its value compared to the currencies in their own homes is very high. But they will say it and it will manipulate people. Some have been said to close and lock the, the doors of the church and say nobody comes out until you have given me all the money that I require. People will take money out of credit cards so that they can please the men of God. Why? Because we are lazy. Truth be told, we are lazy. We want freebies. We want things that come easily. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 13 verse 2, Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. Nobody receives silver and gold sitting down. Nobody can become rich with livestock unless they have workers that will get up every single day, take the cattle and the sheep and the goats out there to seek pasture so that they can be fed, to get water so that they can grow healthy and multiply. Abram was rich. He had servants, more than 300 servants. So he had a daily schedule, this one must do this, this one must do that. But we want to sit idle and say I want free money. Our country we are so spoiled because even our government gives us free money. We've got free education, we've got free grant money that comes. Young girls are having babies left, right and center and they're expecting to get money. Of course we bless God for the elderly that have reached pensionable age because they also get something. But we have a culture that people want someone to give them. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to put on the effort. The blessing of God is that increase and multiply. You cannot increase unless you take that which you have and you work on it and it multiplies. Jesus Christ said, one was given five talent, the other one was given two talents, the other one was given one talent. And the one that had one talent hid that talent. He was waiting for miracle money hid that talent. The others that had five and two, they worked on that, multiplied it. So this message is for us, all of us. Our blessing and our prosperity will come to us when we till the land, when we tend the flocks, when we wake up and go and do work. The grace of God will open doors for you But you must go and knock at those doors. You must get up and go to that office and knock at those doors. The door is not going to come from that office to where you are in your own home. You have to get up, prepare your own CV, prepare your business plan, prepare your business proposal and go and knock at the door. And grace will ensure that the door is open for you because those doors can be locked, shut. Before your face but you must get up and go there knock at the door they close this one you go and knock at the next one the blessing of god enables you to be able to multiply but you must do the multiplication god did not say i'm blessing you i'm going to increase and multiply he said you must increase and multiply Abraham was so rich with livestock that they had to separate him and lord because their servants were now fighting for the little land that they had. You cannot sit idle when you have 300 cattle and goats and sheep. They have to go out there, find pasture, find water. They had to dig wells so that their livestock could drink. They had to go to Egypt and other places because there was famine in the land. And they knew that if they stayed there, their animals were going to die. They they walked, they, they tracked Moving from one space to the next, looking for greener pastures. What are we prepared to do today? What do we prepare to do when we sit and say, I want miracle money? The son of Abraham, Isaac, the Bible says, When famine came into the land, God said to him, Do not go anywhere. Sit here. Don't go down to Egypt. His father got troubled there by Egypt. Don't go there. He said stay here in the land, where you are, stay right here. Sometimes we think the grass is greener on the other side. God was saying to Isaac, the grass is green here. I'm going to make it green, but you must work. In Genesis chapter 26 verse 12, it says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Praise God. The Lord blessed him. He started by sowing, and then he reaped a hundredfold in that same year during a famine, and the Lord blessed him. Him, the Lord set him up for success in his plowing and tilling the land during a famine. If the market crashes today, some people lose hope, some people kill themselves. But these are people that planted during a famine is the same thing as when we have an economic downturn. Big business people will tell you that the right time to buy businesses is when there's an economic downturn. One, because you buy them cheap. Two, you have opportunity to turn them around whilst everybody else is still uh, struggling with this and that. Your input costs become less. By the time the economy grows, you are back again in business and you've turned around that company. Go and sow in that land and be able to reap a hundredfold. You cannot sit and wait for miracle money. God has not created us like that. He did not create us as a species that will sit and wait to be fed. He made us in his own image. He's a God that woke up six days and created Seventh days. He rested. We want to rest the whole seven days sometimes, or some people. And that's not God's plan for us. The blessing for Isaac was not revealed until he sowed in a famine. Things are bad, yes, we understand. But you must keep tilling the land. You must keep sowing in that land. You must keep planting in that land. The situation is not easy, yes, but you must keep on working till the land. How is God supposed to cause the rain to come down on your life when you are not there to till the land? Because in in Genesis 2 it says, "He he withheld the rain because there was no man to till the land. Perhaps your blessings are waiting for you to begin to till the land. The blessing is already issued by God. Increase and multiply. But you don't want to do anything. You want just the increase without anything else. He did not say, I will increase. He says, you must increase and multiply. Jacob, the son of Isaac. These people were not lazy, all of them. The Bible says Jacob had to run. Of course, he was a swindler as well. He left home having swindled Esau of his birthright. And then he went to live with Laban. When he got there, he became... Um, Their shepherd, the shepherd of the flocks of Laban. He worked seven years for his first wife, another seven years for his second wife. And when he was ready to go, he worked again. Why? Because he wanted to make something, his own wealth for his own wives and children. He said to Laban, you shall not give me anything. Laban asked him, what shall I give you? Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. He understood that it should not be owing anybody any favors. Don't do me a favor, he said. Give me nothing. Just do one thing for me. This is what is going to happen. Let me pass through all your flock today. Let me remove all the speckled and the spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs and the spotted and speckled amongst the ghosts. And this shall be my wages. He had already worked. These ones that he chose, he had already worked. One, two, there were more that were not speckled and spotted than those that he chose. So he chose the ones that were different, if I may say so. And he said, I'm going to start here with this little one. This becomes my stock. And he went. That strategy that he used, you cannot really explain. You cannot even try it today. Whatever he did, it worked. And he was able to multiply the sheep and the goats that he had. When he left Laban's house, Laban could not believe that this same Jacob had more, more than they expected him to have. He actually even tried to stop Jacob from leaving because God blessed the work of Jacob's hands. He came up with strategy, how to multiply, how to ensure that when they mate, then they would have a sure chance of having um, babies, those um, goats and sheep. What is it that you're doing? What is it that you're doing that you want God to bless you with? You can't sit idle and expect God to bless nothing. Jesus was a carpenter's son. He would have worked with his own father, just as Peter was a fisherman and worked with his own father. Paul was a tent maker. We are not told much about his own family, but in the main, these are people that had a skill. They had a skill. They could do something, all of them. When Jesus Christ left Peter, he went back fishing. And Jesus Christ came. When Jesus Christ died and rose again, Peter went back to fishing when he was still lost in terms of direction. That showed that that was a skill that he had. That was his livelihood. He could go back and fish anytime. When they needed to pay the temple tax, Jesus Christ said, Go fishing because that was his work. That was his skill. That was what he knew how to make money. He went, got one fish got the coin out of the mouth of the fish and went and paid temple tax. Paul could be able to stand and say to one church, I have not taken anything from you. God knows that I've worked with my own hands. Today's pastors, prophets, apostles, teachers and preachers, we need to learn a skill. Some will shout and say, no, preaching the gospel is a full-time job. And they're saying this thing sitting in restaurants the whole day, doing absolutely nothing. If preaching is a full-time job. You should be preaching every day. You should be going to hospitals every day. You should be going to people's homes, pre- preaching and praying for them. But people will be doing absolutely nothing from Monday to Friday. Go preach on Sunday and come back and say, you must give me a big offering. I need to buy a big car and bike. Buy- big cows and all of those things. All that laziness has made the gospel to be less attractive to some people because they look at the past and they think, this one only wants money out of us. We have sold the gospel so cheap. We've made it all about money. Some, of course, not all. Now the blessing and the prosperity will not come to the one that is lazy. Because if you have to manipulate people, it's no longer a blessing. If you have to swing the people out of their money, it's no longer a blessing. It's stealing but if it, ha- if it has to be a genuine blessing you're gonna work for it you're gonna till the land you're gonna water it you're gonna prune the trees you're gonna take care of the garden someone has to till the land and that is me and you we're gonna till it in the church we're gonna till it in our businesses we're gonna till it in our workplaces we've got to do something and God will be able to multiply that which we bring before him the blessing will flow when has died. The widows came and said, this is the things that this Dorcas gave us. She was sewing chaises and whatever things that she was sewing and blankets. And they said, this one has to leave because we remember her works. She worked hard. So her tilling the land in terms of making clothes for garments for the widows and the orphans, it's what then caused them to beg Peter to come and raise her up. What is it that God has put in your hands? How many talents has God given you? And how many are you using? Because we need to account to him. We need to account to God. He has given us talent. What are we doing about them? Are we sitting idly waiting for someone to give us? Give me, give me, give me. No. God wants to bless. He wants to bring the rain. But that rain must find you having prepared the land. Rain makes sense to those that have seed on the ground. You need to plant yours so that God can multiply it. Think about it. Research it. Do something. And God is going to increase that thing that you're doing. May the Lord richly bless you. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of Word Anchor Podcast. I hope you are inspired and blessed by this message. Kindly share it with someone and spread the word. Continue to be anchored in the word of God. Till next time, stay blessed.